What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Nerd Thug Sports, I should say. Already messing up. That's all right. Right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. It's a Thursday afternoon. It's gotten a little chilly here. Is winter making a comeback? Uh, This is Corey DLG. With me, as usual, is little brother Nico. How's it going? Uh, It's going well. Yeah, honestly. Like, it got cold last night, and I was wondering why. Did we finish this already? Aren't we done? I mean, winter two, baby. (laughs) Winter 2.0. You know what 2021 needs? Two winners. That's what it needs. That's what it needs. Like, honestly. Just when you thought you'd seen it all. Just want summer to be here already. We got like two months. What are you in a hurry for summer for? I got stuff planned. You got nothing. Also, my birthday. That's not so all the way in July. So yes, <laughs> a whole season just so you can have a birthday. Exactly. You selfish boy. That's why it's nice having a summer birthday because it's just like every half year it's Christmas again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, minus the music, I guess. I see your point. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> uh, so we've got a ton to talk about uh, right now in sports. I'm not. I don't really want to talk about the college basketball tournament. Um, yeah, we don't like college sports in this household. That's right. Get rid of it. Um, also, this has just been a weird season. There's really no. I don't. I. I don't think there's a. I don't think they should have had a March Madness this year. But whatever. Yeah. Like imagine. <laughs> Imagine if, like, the NFL had, like, a season, but it was, like, only, like, a third of it. Well, I mean, so March Madness has always been how they determine their national champion. I get why it's important to college basketball. But if we're being honest, the, the if we're being honest, the reality is there's still a pandemic. The vaccines, I, I don't think all the teams have been vaccinated. I know for a fact all the teams haven't been vaccinated because there are teams dealing with COVID cases right now. So it's almost like you're just like, hey, listen, scholarship athletes, risk life and limb for pride of this college. Like, I'm not so sure that that's the pitch that you want to make right now. But yeah, what do I know? I'm just a human being. Right. Yeah. We're talking about college organizations. These guys aren't even human. (laughs) Do this for pride for me. So like post post human money people they're definitely i don't it's like, it's harder and harder these days to be like colleges college is the good guys no yeah definitely not so i mean that's that's something i think about more and more and more these days college definitely doesn't feel like the good guy anymore um yeah it used to be like oh go get your higher education go do fancy work that people need now it's just like Give us your money, KKK. Yeah, they feel like they feel like old baroness, like vampire looking dudes now. <laughs> well, and we've massively expanded like who is supposed to go to college to the point now that everyone's supposed to go, which then goes back to making it kind of worthless again. I, I don't know. It's just college it's... is just the new high school, guys. <laughs> In a lot of ways, which isn't great. It's not like. That's not what you want to hear, but you're not necessarily wrong. Um, all right, I need to stop fidgeting with that. I'm trying to take my laptop apart while we do this because my laptop started acting up. And so I'm trying to fix it, but I'm also trying to make a radio show. Um, multitasking. Okay. Multitasking, baby. Okay, so one thing we can talk about, though, is a lot of the NFL contract signings have been going on. We've been talking about it a little bit, but like more of the humorous aspect of it, like the Saints constantly just reshuffling every offseason um, to get under the cap. And then this year, they faced a monumental task. On paper, they were $100 million over the cap after the new cap was set. Um, That's some big brain math right there. The day that Drew Brees announced his retirement, Tayshon Hill, the potential quarterback of the future 
announced a four-year, $140 billion contract extension with the Saints. Um, except it was several voidable years. There was no new money on it. Um, essentially, what they were doing is stretching his cap structure like nine years into the future. Nice. So it was more of the same from the Saints. Um, yeah, good old, who don't good old learn money lessons. manipulation. Yeah, they don't learn lessons over there in New Orleans. They just repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. Um, it's not a mistake if it keeps working. You know, <laughs> it's kind of hard to argue that because for the Saints, I, this is just business as usual for them. Um, yeah, this is normal. So for them, they've just kind of moved on. They're just, yeah, we're just going to whatever, whatever. Uh, coming into camp this year, the Tayshon Hill and uh, James Winston are going to have a quarterback battle. They're going to decide who the starter is all through camp and all of that. So... Nothing's written in stone, but they're both signed for a lot of money up front, but probably nothing that hurts them after year one or two. Um, so they'll see what they'll see what their future holds. And then you fast forward a little bit, and you look over to somebody like Dallas, who finally, finally, after two years, three years of speculation and one whole year of franchise tag drama. And just a terrible, terrible football season. They finally, finally got Dak Prescott locked down to what were the numbers? Four years, one hundred and sixty million. Is that right? Four years, one hundred and sixty million. That's right. We spent like <laughs> what is what is that? Bunch of money a year. I can't do math. Uh, should be forty a year, but it's probably it's probably like thirty five. Yeah, it's one of those like thirty five year deals. one. 55 yeah. year four kind of things where like it right. escalates. Yeah. Um, that's just a lot of money though. I mean, man, I wish they paid me that much to do okay at my job. Just okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first you'd have to be okay at your job. So, I mean, I, uh, I try. <laughs> exactly. See, I'm not okay enough. <laughs> this is a. Just bat crazy number, right? Like just seems like it seems like an obscene amount of money for someone who doesn't now like, I this do, team doesn't do anything. I do think he if they had franchised him again, I think he would have been in, uh eligible to get thirty two or something like that because they franchised him last year. And the franchise rules they were and I don't they did a new CBA, but I don't think they changed the franchise money rules. The rules used to be Average of the top five quarterback, uh, top five paid players at your position. Um, or if you've been franchised before, uh, or, or 120% of your salary, whichever is higher. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, let's say you're JJ Watt and you are one of the top five at your position and they franchise you uh, instead of giving you a new contract. Instead of giving you an average of the five, they would have to give you 120% of your previous year. Yeah, because it's higher. Because it's the it's the bigger it's the bigger number. Um, Dak got franchised last year, so I think last year he was, I think it was twenty six or twenty eight or whatever it was. So then this year he has to get a twenty percent pay bump. Um, so I think it was going to be thirty two, thirty three, thirty four, somewhere in that range. Um, just using regardless, just street math. Not even talking about just whatever his contract numbers really were. So signing the four years at 160 for Dallas's side at least secures him for four years. So for them, I guess it makes a little bit of sense. For Dak, they had been going back and forth on whether or not a fifth year would happen on the contract. I guess he finally just – I guess Dallas is who gave up because he didn't get the fifth year. So he told him the whole time, I'm willing to sign a fifth year, but that fifth year – you're going to have to hit that 55 to $65 million range for that year because that's probably what quarterbacks will be getting at that point. Um, and I think, right. I think Dallas was just not willing to take that journey. I think they were just over it. 
Well, that's just it, that's just too big of a number. The truth, I mean, honestly, that's just yeah. You know, this year the cap went down to one eighty five. All right, so let's go hypothetical here. Let's say the next. And I know what he's saying is that the numbers keep going up. Patrick Mahomes uh, got 30-something year one of his new deal, and it escalates every year, et cetera, et cetera. I know what they're getting at. I understand. They're not wrong that every year it goes up. But there will be some sort of maneuvering at some point to where, okay, they can keep going up, but now they're going to maybe maybe they start doing something where they start having like an like a all-star designation where like a team can designate uh, one or two or three players and they can pay them whatever they want, but they only count 25 million against the cap or something. There's changes that are going to have to come down the road to accommodate these contracts. Uh, and that actually isn't something I made up. That's actually an MLS rule that they made up so that uh, the galaxy could sign David Beckham. Uh, yeah. Because there was a, there was a pretty hard cap built into the MLS at the time. But when David Beckham said he wanted to come to L.A., the entire league immediately agreed that that would be great for soccer. And they basically, on the fly, right. sent down the players' union and said, look, we got to make a new role. we got to bring in David Beckham. And everyone was like, yeah, that's good for soccer. And they just, on the fly, changed the personnel play uh, paybook rules for him. Right. Which, you know, that's kind of a compliment to who you are as a player, right? Like, Yeah, you're so important that... They're like, yeah, we're willing to break the make new rules because we want you here. Can you imagine, like, okay, let's say we're so good at radio that we announce we're going to go to a a brand new station or something, and they have to sit down. Let's say they're unionized or something, and they sit down their union. They go, listen, I know we've agreed on a on a pay structure. We're gonna we're gonna waiver that for those guys. Yeah, like that's insane. That's crazy. It's absolutely insane. But the crazier part was that the union went, "Yeah, absolutely. You better, you better waiver it so that you can bring them in." They said, "Absolutely." <laughs> the entire players' union went, "You're gonna bring in David Beckham? Uh, yeah, you can pay him more than us. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever you want to do there. That's fine. He's married to a Spice Girl. He needs it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's got to be some kind of new rule that comes up because. They're not well, but and this was the same problem that was happening with number one picks overall in the draft. They were coming in with all the leverage, and even before they'd ever played a game, their salaries were going up. And I believe Matt Stafford was the last guy who got drafted number one overall and signed a giant contract. And then the uh, the league changed the rule, so now there's a rookie pool. There's only X amount of money set aside. And so even though the salaries are going up, but they're now starting at a much lower number. So, like, I think Matt Stafford, as a rookie, was getting something like $30 million a year. Which, you know, if I was if I've been in the league for four years, I'd be pretty upset. Uh, unless I was the guy drafted number one overall, and then I, I think it's – there was the, – the funniest part about it was Sam Bradford, who was a Oklahoma quarterback, taking number one overall – never worked out injury after injury after injury. He, it worked out that there was a point in his career where he got paid. I think it was like $1.5 million for every touchdown he had thrown in his career in the NFL. It's a good day. Yeah, that's a good day. Um, so Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys, they give him 40, 40 million a year, basically. Salary cap's 185 this year. What I, the point I was going to make was if you get to year five, you're giving a guy $60 million. That's a 30-year cap. Now sign 52 other starters plus practice squad with only $120 million. Like, yeah, that's it's a, just not going to be even, – even if the cap was doubled, it's still insane. It's still a hard thing to do, absolutely. And the reality starts to become, you know, how competitive, how good are you going to be? when you're paying this guy and a lot of people like to run the thing where they're like, Oh, when you pay the quarterbacks too much, the rest of the team's bad. That's really not true. That's really not the case. Um, Plenty of teams with great high paid quarterbacks who are still making the playoffs. Um, The reason that stat always comes up and always plays out is really more because of uh, 
Tom Brady is the guy who keeps winning the Super Bowl. So he keeps screwing it up because he keeps taking pay cuts. But if you go, okay, well, 12 of the last 25 Super Bowls were won by one person, it tends to throw off all of your stats and your data about teams who win the Super Bowl. Right. It's called uh, it's called outliers. It's called an outlier. Like, his whole career is an outlier. Uh, but the other part of it is, like, when they made the list of greatest players in the NBA, there were a bunch of players from the uh, late 80s, early 90s who had never won a title that were on the list. And the reason they were on the list is because they had to keep playing against Michael Jordan. They were never going to win a title. It was it was something that wasn't going to happen in their career because Michael Jordan won six out of the ten titles that were available for them, and the Rockets won two. So there's eight titles gone by two teams. You know what I mean? So then it's like, okay, now now do something. Um, and so it's like, I was in the league for 10 years and I couldn't do anything. Right. I led the league in rebounds and I averaged the double, double, but I never made it to the finals. It's because Jordan was in my conference. Um, which is actually pretty much the story of Charles Barkley. Um, I think they went to the finals one time and that was his only finals appearance ever, but he was a dominant force in basketball. It was just a matter of. You were never gonna. You were never gonna beat these other teams there. Um, at the sixty million, I think is where you start. Unless again, unless they come up with some sort of new rule or structure to it, that's a crippling number to build around. I think. I think that's too much. I think you can build around to thirty million or thirty-five or forty. Even it starts to be yeah, hard. Especially, especially if the cap goes up. Yeah, the like cap even, going up helps, and the cap has gone up every year for pretty much its entire existence, I believe. Um, right, but you know, in, in five years, it'll probably be like 200, 230, maybe. Uh, probably not 230, probably two, somewhere between two, 200 and 210, probably. But yeah. $60 million only leaves you 150. So, unless right, they yeah. start accounting for these guys a different way, it will start to become an issue, an actual right. issue. Everything they're talking not, about now isn't necessarily true. Um, right. And it's, it's not like quarterbacks are known to improve over time. Well, some of – that's the problem, right? Like, it, they either do or they don't. So – Well, the only reason I say that is because, you know, with sports comes injury and fatigue and, like, keeping a player healthy for longer periods of time is harder – yeah, the longer you invest in a quarterback, the more likely you are to regret it at some point. Right. And, and they so are you're paying to... this guy, you're paying you're paying someone sixty million dollars and then they're like healthy two thirds of the season. You're like awesome. Well, and <sighs> I'm spending I'm spending a fourth of my cap right, right. for two thirds of the season. <laughs> yeah, and that's gonna be one of those problems they have to deal with. I, I, I don't you're not wrong. Um I do think though the bigger issue is that if Dak Prescott is getting 160 million, it kind of means that every quarterback, your quarterback is either terrible or going to get 160 million dollars now, and I think that's the bigger problem. Um, yeah, it's a conversation yeah. I've had forever with my sports buddies, where it's like, it's like Ryan Tannehill got I think 140 million, 130 million from Miami. Uh, he was never much more than a maybe average quarterback. He had a couple big he had a couple good years that I think put him in the top 10 for those individual seasons, but as a career, he's not somebody that, that anyone's ever circled have been like Ryan Tannehill is an MVP that's, candidate. Right, that's the guy. That's who we've right. been waiting for. And and that's sort of been the problem. Like to me Philip Rivers was never that guy. Um especially just the lack of playoff success, things like that. Uh, I just I feel like Truthfully, as a Texans fan, when the Colts signed Phillip Rivers, I was thrilled because I was like, okay, well, we know this team won't win a playoff game. I mean, like, the Colts aren't going to win one now that they brought in Phillip Rivers. He's not good enough. And he was never good enough, especially not old, though. So, to me, right. I mean, we had our own problems and we imploded on ourselves. But if we'd have been any – if we'd have been nine and seven, we would have gone to the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, it was just it – was, it was just terrible all around. But I was thrilled to see one of my one of the division rivals sign Philip Rivers because I was like, okay, that's that's fit. 
this team is now completely off the board. I, I don't even have to regard them now. Perfect. Uh, and that's because the Chargers have never accomplished anything with him as their – I think they've won their division a couple times. But, again, their division back then was just terrible. Um, yeah. I mean, it was va- it was it was the Raiders and the Chiefs back when the Raiders and the Chiefs were awful. So, like, and and then occasionally the Broncos would be good. Occasionally, um, yeah, they'd be good and then throw a Super Bowl, right? So, no, I just, I think the problem is if you don't, if your quarterback is is anything better than terrible, suddenly you're stuck in the situation where you have to either move on or give him a hundred million dollars, or give him a hundred million dollars. Those are your only two choices. Uh, and so Dallas was literally on what Dallas did by franchising him and trying so hard to negotiate for the fifth year and all of those different things and probably some cut options in the contract were probably trying to be negotiated and rejected. Um, basically what it says is they were on the fence. Dak Prescott is somewhere in the middle, middle of the league statistically average wise. And they didn't know if they were, if they should cut bait or keep them. And so the franchise tag bought him more time to get more data for a larger sample size. Unfortunately, he breaks his leg three, four weeks in, but the games he had were great. They were 400 yard games. He was, he was just going off like a machine gun, but the season was a wash. And I think even in those games, they were one in three or two and two. It wasn't as though he was winning by throwing so much. Yeah, and that's my that's my favorite part is that everyone's like, "Oh, look at Dak's stats. Look at his stats, but he's terrible still." Yeah, it <laughs> like doesn't his like win percentage is still awful. Like it doesn't matter how, like yeah, you can throw the ball six thousand yards, but if you scored three touchdowns, what's the point? Well, and then it it, kinda, it circles back to Jameis Winston, right? Like Tampa Bay really didn't know if they had somebody or not, and finally they decided they didn't. They gave him five. They gave him his rookie deal. It's four years plus his option year, his fifth year. And at the end of the fifth year, they said, no, nah, we're not doing this anymore. Um, yeah. But his stats were objectively terrible because he had like a million yards, but a, a million interceptions. Correct. And that was the problem is he would, by the end of it, you could almost time it to where every other game was a four or five interception game. And then the next game would be 450 yards and three touchdowns. And be like, yeah, that's what you want to see. But then he would literally follow it the following week with four turnovers, and you'd go, "Why? How?" It's because he happen? couldn't see. I'm convinced that's why. Uh, listen, I, I mean, they don't just laser people's eyes for fun. So the fact that he got LASIK at least means, on some level, you're a hundred percent correct that he couldn't see, and they had to fix that. I, that's undeniable at this point. What's deniable is either how much of an issue it was, or if that's just going to be the excuse he uses now, like if they just lasered a little bit and suddenly he can read perfect and it wasn't an issue downfield, then, then yeah. I mean, publicly he could be like, yeah, I had some trouble seeing and I finally decided to get it fixed. That was a little immature on my part. And he could kind of blame the beginning of his career on that. Uh, if the truth is that they drastically fixed his sight, I'm, <laughs> I mean, first of all, you still have to say shame on him, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely he's the one that was like I don't not need wearing these. glasses I don't need this. in games, even though he practiced <laughs> with goggles. That was the piece of news that when I learned that, I then decided that this guy had no hope in the NFL. When I learned that, not he only wore, he wore he wore goggles in in practice, but not but in not games. for game day because. The story that you always hear about quarterbacks is that they're overprepared, which means the stories always come out like Kurt Warner didn't wear gloves for the first half of his career. When he played for New York, he fumbled a bunch uh, and had trouble getting the ball from the center. They just they couldn't find a good rhythm. He adopted to wearing gloves, but what that meant was he wore gloves nonstop. Everything he did for practice, including just practicing getting snaps like pregame, he did wearing gloves. Uh, once the gloves were on, he did. He practiced everything in the gloves, uh, just so it would always feel a hundred percent the same. So mm-hmm. the idea that James Winston is doing one thing in practice but another on game day um, doesn't bode well. No. 
And I mean, like, I don't, did he? He played his. He played in the Saints this year, right? Because we don't even. Yeah. Know. Yes, he was there. He was there. Remember, so last year, uh, Drew Brees got hurt for four games, and Teddy Bridgewater went four and zero. Yeah. But they um, still immediately went to, went back to Drew Brees. Yeah. This year, when he got hurt, uh, they wavered a little bit, but it went Jameis Winston a couple of the games, and it went Tayshawn Hill, I think, one of the games. Uh, but. And then they went back to Drew Brees as soon as he was healthy again. Yeah, because it's Drew Brees. If you if you have the option of Drew Brees, you always just go back to Drew Brees. Well, I think if you, I think the Teddy Bridgewater year, they should have gone one more. They could have given him that one game off. And I think the timing would have been if he'd have taken the game off, then there was the bye week, and then he could have come back, and it would have been like, it would have been that he'd been seven weeks away. However, he would have been. There's no doubt he would have been ready. He was right. doctor cleared, but hadn't practiced at all. On that game, he came back, and I, I believe they lost it uh, when he came back uh, during the Teddy Bridgewater era. But I mean, it worked those, out. For, it worked out for Teddy Bridgewater too. Like no complaints. Yeah, he got those, signed somewhere. Yeah, I was gonna say those four games signed him somewhere else. Yeah, they made him. They made him a good thirty plus million dollars, and that was a guy who came into the league under the new rookie stuff. So he was only getting like a, a four year. $20 million deal as a rookie versus just three years before they were coming in four years and 88 million, four years, 102 million. So, you know what I'm saying? Like financially his whole career has been different because of that. Uh, then in year three, he just, his knee just explodes so bad that people went to the locker room upset. Um, was his knee injury. It was so dramatic. Uh, during practice, during a closed practice. Oof. I've never heard that before. I, I, I've i never heard them even say that before about someone's knee injury. His knee injury was so bad, non-contact on the field, that people walked off the field and went into the locker room. They were so upset by what they saw. Terrifying. I can't even imagine like what that exactly looks like for a knee injury. But like... Like Elder Tours spawned out of his knee. <laughs> yeah, like, what like, happened? Did he just fold the other way? Like, I don't <laughs> know what happened to him. But whatever it was was so bad. They basically had to rebuild the knee. Originally, there was talk like, will Teddy Bridgewater ever walk again? Uh, a lot. Always Alex a good sign. Yeah, that's what you want to hear. Uh, he was two years removed from playing. Um, but the Vikings did keep him, just they didn't know what they were going to have or not. And then that year they go on the run where they literally are playing four different quarterbacks, but they're winning all the time. Uh, he was in that stable of quarterbacks. And he got to have a couple moments. Case Keenum got to have a couple moments. Um, but then at the end of the day, they they still lost. Um, and then it's taken all the way to now, but Teddy Bridgewater is finally getting paid in the NFL um, under his – I think it's a. I think it was a three-year, ninety million dollar kind of a thing that he signed in Carolina, I believe. Um, replacing Cam Newton, who went to New England, he did just re-sign here in New England, uh, who is making all kinds of moves in free agency this year. They are not going to take losing lying down. Yeah, Bill, good old Bill can't can't take the fact that. Uh, old Brady won by himself. Um, definitely, I don't. So I don't really feel like he. I don't. Yes, Probably not. I guess it's, logistically it's, he won by himself in the sense that it wasn't a, a Bill Belichick Super Bowl. Um, and he looked good in the playoffs. So I'm not going to take anything away from Tom Brady, but um, it probably has more to do with the fact that the rest of the division is a little bit better right now. The Bills are good. The Dolphins are okay. Um, it's really just the Jets who are always the Jets. Um, where Bill Belichick feels like, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the third best team in this division. That's not going to work for me. Yeah. Um, we can't, we can't go from the best to okay. So in a cap strapped year, They've committed to $137 million in new money to new players. Cool. Good for them. Yeah. They're, they're shopping. Uh, all right. We're going to jump on to a break. When we come back, we got a, a new Deshaun Watson story coming up. Um, this one is uh, a little saucy. 
this is Nerd Tech Sports. We'll be right back. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Townjanovitz, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe to 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, this is Nerd Thug Sports right here on uh, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar, and you can come hang out with us anytime on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. All right, uh, this is Corey DLG, and coming back with me from the break is still Little Brother Nico. Hey, guys. And uh, it's still cool on this Thursday afternoon. Both literally and physically. It'd be really cool like if Thursday just sat around and wore a leather jacket and smoked. That would be cool. That would be cool. That's not cool. What are we, the Fonz? Right, except smoking's not cool. I mean... It looks cool, but it's not good for you and you'll die faster. There you go. That's the way to say that. Because it does look cool. If a guy smokes in a movie, he's cool. Right. He's cool. Is he going to die by the age of 60? Probably. But that's why the movie's only two hours. Exactly. You're not going to see that guy to the age of 60. <laughs> you just think he's cool. <laughs> that's where they get you. Um, well, we're dumb. Uh, that's all right. Okay, so a new story is breaking about Deshaun Watson. First, let me say, we've talked about this a couple times. His cap hit at the Texas Tradem. I was, I, originally, I read it was 40. It's actually 29. That's still too much. I don't think the Texans can afford that much dead cap space. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. They're going to be terrible anyway, so why not? But I just don't think they can afford it. Um, so I'm going to actually – I'm still of the belief that they don't trade them. However, this story broke uh, two days ago. Yesterday it became a national story. Um, it's problematic at best. Now, I'm going to tell you the name of the guy involved, and then I'm going to explain who he is and why I don't know. He's as much of a character and everything as anything else. The guy is a lawyer. His name is Tony Busby. Okay? Tony Busby oh, is... this the guy that ran for mayor? Yes, it is. And he's also a crazy person. And a wannabe celebrity and a wannabe famous person. He is suing Deshaun Watson... On behalf of an unidentified masseuse uh, for inappropriate sexual touch touching in civil court. Now, no charges have been filed, and it appears no charges will be filed. Um, however, there are allegedly two women who have similar stories that they are masseuses. And that Deshaun Watson acted inappropriate during at-home or private massage visits. Um, so the first part of this story, uh, let's start with this before we get into the story itself. Um, what we have learned about time and history and women and the stories and all of that is take take the situation seriously. So I don't dismiss the situation out of hand. I would like to hear what occurred as far as investigation, as far as the story involved. Um, allegedly, he, in such a way, made contact with this lady with his penis in a way that she knew would be inappropriate and didn't like it. And said something angrily about it when she brought it up and... They went their separate ways, and he later texted her and apologized, according to her. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if there is an apology text, that immediately does paint all of this in a complicated and confusing light if you're a Deshaun Watson fan. Um, but I do want a sto- I do want it, I do want the whole story to come out. Uh, what I don't want to do is necessarily attack someone for their credibility or things of that nature. I want to hear the story. I want to I want to know what the facts are of the case. Um, my first issue though is Tony Buzz- Busby is a total jerk and just absolutely an attention hog and a media hog and one of those people who is just trying to get his name and his face as out there as possible. Uh, he did just run for mayor. It was a celebrity campaign. I it it didn't really feel like it was an issues campaign. It wasn't really running on any. You know, sometimes there's like an independent, but they're running on something in particular. Uh, that wasn't really the case with Tony Busby. Um, he was kind of calls jumping. Like anywhere Sylvester Turner, the mayor of Houston, would take a position, Busby would immediately attack him and then take the opposite. Um, I, having that be her lawyer to me already kind of starts her in a negative credibility position. Yeah, because he's just someone who craves national attention. Yeah, and apparently, allegedly, before he went public with all this, he asked for a six-figure settlement from Deshaun Watson. And uh, he said no. Yeah, Deshaun Watson said it ain't going to happen. Now, Deshaun Watson's lawyer, actually, and I don't, uh, I don't remember his name right now. To me, that's usually a better sign. If I don't know the name of your lawyer, that's usually a better sign that you're, you're probably not the scumbag in this story. Um, however, his lawyer, uh, his comment, I actually really liked. His statement was great. It, said, it was along the lines of, I'm comfortable uh, in my relationship with Deshaun. I've known him a really long time. Um, and I'm very confident, um, you know, in seeing how all of this t- turns out and comfortable with my long-term relationship with him. Uh, however, I won't comment on any uh, case or ongoing litigation until we get into it. I think it's a great quote. Like, it kind of, it says what needs to be said without disparaging, without getting into the he said, she said dynamic of what's going to be, what this case is going to be about. Like, it's kind of a great statement, right? Like, essentially, it's him going, I believe in my guy almost no matter what. Right. And that's kind of what you want to hear in a situation like this. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just you know, good professionalism. This is the kind of comment I want from my lawyer, not a Tony Busby press release. Um, but yeah, he did. He, he apparently tried to shake down Deshaun Watson for six-figure settlement, and then when that didn't happen... Uh, he went public. Um, to me, this feels like um, a blackmail, attention grab kind of feeling. Um, I don't, I hate to say that right off the bat. I understand that allegedly there are several women around town, according to Tony Busby, uh, for sure two, uh, but only one lawsuit's been filed. Um, however, Based solely on his presence in the situation right now, I'm 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 less inclined to believe the woman. Yeah, but I mean, it's mainly on his reputation. It's on his reputation, also just the event of it. Like, settle for six figures, or we'll make this public. Like, you don't have to have the press conference if you make the lawsuit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. The press conference it- just brings more attention to the lawsuit. Which makes it feel like a humiliation, not a legal tactic. Right. Because, I mean, all, all it's going to do is, you know, like dissolve, you know. How do, I, how do I put this without sounding like just being the worst person ever? <laughs> like, it, it destroys the credibility of the statements. Yeah, it sort of, no, it really does. It does, because the problem becomes now, like... But it also it paints them in, in kind of the light that they are, which is blackmail. It seems fairly obvious that Tony Busby wanted to blackmail Deshaun Watson. 
give us six figures or to settle this now, or we'll file this lawsuit and hold a press conference where we discuss the details of the lawsuit. Right. I mean, that is, that's, that's a humiliation campaign. That's what you do to embarrass someone into paying you six figures. Um, for a long time, the Michael Jackson deniers camp have said that that's what he did was that he basically settled to not be embarrassed by the weird stuff that he did do. Um, you know, they say like, Oh, he was a weirdo and he did the sleepover thing, but he didn't really do the things with the kids. That's what they try and say. And then he was so embarrassed by how the sleepover stuff looks that he agreed to settle all these cases. Uh, I don't really buy that because he settled for just massive quantities of money. Um, does it? Does the amount of money asked for? Does that give you any indication of like? Do you feel like it makes it not true? Uh, not like I, honestly, no. I think you know people are going to ask depending on how much they perceive someone's worth. But do you think someone touching you with their penis? Oh, that's got graphic. Do you think that's worth six figures? I mean, yeah, probably. Uh, see, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And look, it, like it all depends on like the evidence that goes. And I mean, like if you know, if you know, despite Tony Tony Busby's involvement in it, and it is true, and there is you know an admission of guilt, and it wasn't like professional, you know, like I, like him settling for that amount of money wouldn't like it wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, if that's what it came down to. But him selling for that amount of money would almost guarantee that you felt he was guilty. Well, settlement isn't necessarily an admission of guilt. No, but but the amount of the settlement to me, I agree with that sentence. A settlement is never an admission of guilt. But the only way it's not an admission of guilt is if it saves you the money of a trial. In other words, if I give you $50,000, I don't have to pay this lawyer $100,000 to defend me in the lawsuit. Okay. So, if I give this woman $950,000, I don't think I saved on the lawyer. No. So, but it, also, it could also be viewed as a premium of not having to do all of the extra legwork because, you know. How much is like, all that oh, worth? I don't, I don't have to go to, I don't have to do all of this. I can just pay you this amount of money and then you well, but, this problem. Just... But stuff like that, like depositions and stuff like that, we've, I mean, they've. Listen, I promise you he wouldn't be the first pro athlete who played a season dealing with the, with something behind the scenes. Oh, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm, I'm more talking about the fact that it's just it's a lot of time versus the one time of just fine, take it, go away. Yeah, it is, but it's also, depending on how much money it is, like, if, if I heard that they settled for $210,000, uh, I don't know how I would feel. I would literally would I would be I would I would be completely unsure if he did it or not. If I heard that they settled for eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars, I would feel like he did it and this was just the way to get rid of it. I don't know. I feel like the amount of money doesn't really matter as long as someone gets paid. Uh no, I think the amount of money is the only thing that matters. For example, in the uh, Kobe Bryant victim lawsuit. Uh, I think it was. I think it was low seven figures that she got. Plus, Kobe Bryant turned around and made a statement where essentially he acknowledged that some things occurred that perhaps did not have her consent. Um, that's a pretty close to public acknowledgement that he raped somebody. Those two things for me made it crystal clear who was in the right and who was in the wrong behind the scenes there. Uh, you know, an allegation of rape and and he'd be dealing with a ton of negative press from it and lost a bunch of sponsors and still gave her north of a million dollars. Um, that to me, that's a bigger admission of guilt because he lost a lot of money regardless. And if I'm him and I didn't do it and I lost a lot of money, I'd have been like, let's, we're going all the way. And then if I lose, we're going to appeal. Like I am giving you nothing because you have cost me millions and my wife is mad and I got to buy a $12 million pink diamond ring to fix it 
and I got to get an advance on my first year salary from the Lakers because of all this embarrassment and lawyers and all this other stuff. Like his life got way harder because of that. And then he turned around and gave her plus, a million plus, And then also the statement that to me is a pretty stark condemnation of his actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe you're right in the sense that that's not the right way to evaluate these things, but that is the public perception. If it's a low number, he didn't do it. If it's a high number, uh, he might have. If it's legally against the rules for both of them to disclose how much it was, uh, then he definitely did it. Right. Because last thing, like if I if I pay you off, but it's low six figures, it's one hundred eight thousand dollars or something like that. I don't necessarily care if he gets out because it makes me sound innocent. If I give you $880,000, first of all, I don't want it to get out because it makes me sound guilty. But secondly, I don't want it to get out because then everyone else who obviously I'm putting my penis on people. And obviously once they hear about this payday, a bunch more lawsuits is coming. Right. But if all they hear is all she got was $108,000 and Tony Busby's getting 70% of that or whatever the deal is. Tony Busby gets to be the worst again. Well, but it also it's not worth it for those other women. They're not going to come forward, right? Um, again, because they would have to deal with. Listen, right or wrong, there's going to be a bunch of people who go after this woman. A bunch of Clemson fans, a bunch of Deshaun Watson fans, a bunch of Texans fans. They're going to go after these women. They're going to say things about these women. They're going to find out who they are. They're going to attack them publicly and privately. They're going to attack them on social media. They're going to go through hell. Um, for that reason alone, I hope they're being truthful because they're not going to enjoy these next two years or whatever it is as the process goes on. So hopefully it's for a good reason. Um, right. And it's just Tony Busby just here for the clout, I guess. I don't know. Well, and Tony Busby just saw a way to get his name in the headlines and keep it there. And I guess go with God that you picked him as your lawyer. But I... Uh, if there's even a chance that this isn't true and they're not going to take it all away and it's not going to be worth it on the back end, uh, yeah, I would want, if I'm Deshaun Watson and I'm only paying $108,000 or 115 or 205 or something like that, I would love for it to come out publicly because the rest of the women, whether they are liars or not or whether they exist or not, aren't going to come forward at that point because it's not worth it. But if I'm, but if I make it illegal to disclose the terms of this settlement, they're coming forward. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, this just situation is always so difficult. It is, and it sucks to talk about it the way we're kind of the black and white of it. Where, but this is the PR pop culture issue at hand it it almost doesn't matter if he really did it or not and i don't mean that in any real way it does matter if he did it or not it determines if he's a good or bad person but it's really more about the perceptions that are created that are going to have that are going to determine how the public views him after this right and you know he's i'm not saying that deshaun watson is you're saying he's kind of you're saying i heard you no yeah he definitely um (laughs) <laughs> don't do it don't do it <laughs> well i'm not saying that but i'm also saying like his like his his public image has already been damaged oh so anyways. much this has been such a bad year for him like he it just keeps getting worse for him and maybe that was the strategy like get so like be so have such a terrible year the Texans are just like we got to get rid of this guy like he's an anchor <laughs> he's the problem now um Maybe, maybe. If so, this is a good first step or third step or whatever you want to call it. Right. Just make everyone hate you. Then you can go wherever you want because no one's going to stop you. He's working on it. He's working real hard on it. Um, or he's going to do that and then no one's going to want him because he's going to be like, uh, what's his name? The one that was in the headlines all of like two years ago. Oh, I don't Patriot know. for a day. Patriot for, oh, Antonio Brown. There you go. Hey, Antonio Brown just won a Super Bowl, though. True. And he might re-sign with the Bucks. I mean, 
try again. Two two rings. See if at first you don't succeed. Hey, he got a ring way before the rest of those Steelers did. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I mean, they should have just paid him his money. I, you know, he had a uh, a dispute against the Raiders and against New England, and I don't know how it how it went. Um, there was some salary cap stuff that involved settling litigation because it involved bonuses. So I think the Patriots just gave him his money. I also think they gave money to Aaron Hernandez's family uh, because that was an ongoing dispute as well. Mm-hmm. Previously, Robert Kraft had said that he will fight until his dying day and there will never be a Robert Kraft signature on a check to uh, Aaron Hernandez or his family. Um, he hasn't died yet, so... He hasn't. However, the issue is uh, they they were... The year Tom Brady left, they were cap strapped. Uh, his leaving hit, I think it was a $30 million cap hit against the, against the cap, him leaving and all the other stuff. So I think they needed the space and so they had to waive as much other stuff as possible. So I think they paid Antonio Brown and uh, Aaron Hernandez. I need to double check that, but if I remember correctly, they both got money from him last offseason but the Raiders still owed him something like 25 million or something like that wild times I mean there's a lot of money out on the streets if you're Antonio Brown just be good at football <laughs> um, alright we're going to jump out here on behalf of little brother Nico and myself and on behalf of the Adventure Begins comics games and more who Nico's about to tell you about same nerd thug time same nerd thug channel be sure to wash your hands, stay safe, stay clean, stay healthy. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening on this wonderful Thursday. And uh, Nico's going to take us out telling us about the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more right there on 1488. The Adventure Begins Comics Games and more right there on 1488 is a fantastic store with all your gaming and nerd needs. They do have events running back up. Uh, so for this week, uh, they have Saturday, March 20th at 2 p.m., is the Pokemon Casual Meetup, and Saturday at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time, Warhammer, and Tabletop Gaming stuff is still going on, running back up. You are going to need a mask if you want to come into the store, uh, but they do have table space available. They're at regular operating hours. Come on down to the Adventure Begins, Comics Games, and more uh, right there off of 14 Fantastic store, well-lit, family-friendly. It's there for you. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow, 2 p.m. for Nerd Thug Radio. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories this is Corey dlg of nerd thug radio just reminding you that if you're interested and if you're bored if you got some free time if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place the adventure begins should be an option you consider everything from DD adventures league to miniature painting uh to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events all those things occur at the adventure begins comics games and more Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Nerd Thug Radio.